Welcome to Board Games Are For Losers, a podcast where two friends with the same name talk about everything board game related and introduce new players to the hobby. And now, here are your hosts, the biggest losers in all of board gaming, Darren and Darren. Welcome to Board Games Are For Losers. I'm your host, Darren. And I'm also Darren. And on this episode of Loser Talk, we are going to be giving you our picks for the best and worst games that we played in 2019. And to be clear, when we say the best games, they're the best new games that are new to us that we played for the first time in 2019. So this is not going to be a list of the best new games that came out in 2019. Uh, Our podcast, we don't really play the newest games as soon as they come out. Sometimes we do, and some of the games are were released in 2019, but you'll see on this list, these are some of the games are older. It just happens that we played them for the first uh, time in 2019. I almost had a game that made it on there that's like 20 years old, but I cut it off because I only had one play, but I really liked it. I, can you guess what that was? 20-year-old game? Maybe it was 20. Actually, maybe I should check that before I, I make that claim, but it's it's definitely fairly old. I'm, I'm going to look it up right now, see if you can... We played it together, I believe. Really? Yeah. And that old of oh, a game? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Older. Older than older than 20 years. It was huh. 1995. Wow. Uh, oh, I think I know. Hold on. Yes. Uh, El Grande. No. The good guess, though. Okay. And um, I, I don't know. <laughs> Medici. Oh, really? That was really? a game Bill introduced to us at Jay's Basement. Company. Well, I played it before. I played oh, it okay. a year or so earlier. I actually didn't know it was that old. Yeah, Be- 1995. Okay, because I think there's a newer printing of it. That's a great game. But, yeah, uh, it, it almost made my list, but since I only played it once, I, I kept it off. Okay, so why don't we start, uh, like we always do, with our stats recap. So as a lot of our listeners know, we uh, track the stats of the games we played in this app that you can download called BG Stats, Board Game Stats. Yep. Um, really good app, and it keeps track of everything. So we log our plays. So Dayron, why don't you tell us about your stats for 2019? So this justifies all the times I log my stats and everybody rolls their eyes at me. Right. Yes. Uh, I, had, <laughs> I, had, I was just this weekend, I was over at a friend's house and um, I, I, I've known her since high school and I thought she hated games. So I brought some over, some party games, and she's like, oh no, I actually really like games now. So we played a game and afterwards I said, oh, smile for the camera. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm taking your picture for the board game stats app tracking. Right. <laughs> what? I didn't know you were tracking this. This is ridiculous. And stop taking my picture. So I get a lot of uh, eye rolls. But anyway, so I I love this part of the podcast because it's very, very interesting for me to look back. So here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Would you like to take any guesses or would you like me to just read? Uh, Just read because I would probably just guess my numbers (laughs) because I think they're going to be pretty close. So (laughs) Fair enough. We're not going to play hot and cold. Okay. So we have a total of 600 680 plays. 680 plays. 680 plays. Now, I'm a little well, bit more diligent about about marking when I play party games. So I know right, you'll okay. kind of... Yeah. You won't keep track. I'll, if we play just one four times, I won't really care about the score, but I'll just mark it that we played it four times. Okay. Row. And I'll uh, maybe mark it that we played it once. But yeah. Yes. Okay. So I'm a little more diligent. And also, okay. as you'll see from some of 
my games in my top five, I play a lot of short games with kids. Okay. Um, so yeah. and uh, I don't I don't play as many, and even when I do, I actually don't track those. So yeah, so I I track a lot with the kids because I found it actually pretty interesting. So 680 plays of 143 unique games. Okay. Wow. Um, of those 143, um, I only I played 66 of those only once. Which I okay. found interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, Seventy-seven. I played at least two times. Seventeen. I played at least ten times, and eight. I played at least twenty times. Wow. Do you have a guess for what's my most played of the year? Okay, that I will guess. Um, your most played of the year. Poof. I'm gonna. Oh, um, is it uh, Splendor? No, but that's oh. not a. That's not a bad guess, but that's uh, that is number eleven with eighteen plays. Wow! My most guess is Danique's most hated game, Donuts for Donuts. Yes, ding wow. ding ding ding. Got wow! It it got fifty plays, and, and wow! Honestly, none recently. We haven't played in a couple months. The kids have kind of grown off of it. But wow! So wow. so yeah, wow. that that is. Um, pretty awesome that is uh, pretty amazing yes so and out of those uh 143 games 90 were new 90 were wow. new, so way more than half wow and i logged the final stats here where i played 298 hours of games and played on 227 out of the 365 days of the okay <laughs> wow good job <laughs> all right that's that's what i got what do you got so knowing that i track the stats a little differently uh my unique plays is 334 mm-hmm. um i've played um 111 different games okay uh, and 61 of those were new um and my time is 220 hours. So I play a lot of longer games, more than, you know... So even though your games is almost double the time, is actually closer. Right. So I will say that I don't keep good track of the time, and that's what, when I was preparing for this episode, this year I've started... Um, making sure I keep accurate time because before I th- it just estimates it. Yeah, yeah. Because I realized I was playing fifty games of Donuts for Donuts, which equals the same amount of time as one game of like Railways of the World or whatever right. you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I play a lot more longer games. Um, so uh, guess what my most played game is of the year? Ooh, your most played game. See, I would say if you were tracking party games it would be one of those but you don't track that as well probably you're right yeah but um uh, ooh, uh, can you give me a hint is it uh it's not dominion is it it is dominion is it dominion <laughs> yes, wow yes, that's awesome is. how many plays uh actually only 22 that's uh, a lot but in in fact we haven't really played it that much in the last six months so uh um, wow. but yeah i mean i we consistently play that um Behind uh, Dominion, number two is The Mind. Number three is The Crypto. Number mm-hmm. four is Drop It. Wow. And number five is Celestia. Really? Celestia yeah. is that? Wow. It made a comeback this year. We've been playing it a lot. People love it. So It's a good, I think it's a really underrated um, intro game or, you know, like lighter game, but yep. still fun to push your luck. We, we Yeah, I definitely yeah, we, like that one. Yep. 
So why don't you tell us your top five games of 2019 that were new to you? Not necessarily new games, but new to you in 2019. What do you have for number five? All right. My number five is has made your top five most played games of the year. Okay. New to me. Um, actually, I introduced this to you, I believe. Drop it. Wow. Five. Okay. Yeah. Ah. And so the reason I put this on, and like I made a game, uh, my list last year, is this one is one that really hit with the family, with the yeah. kids, um, especially my younger daughter. Uh, we'll just play it, the two of us. Yeah. Um, and so Drop It, for those who haven't played it, is a a game where you're dropping um, different shaped pieces into kind of a, a plastic window, and you're trying to get them to land where they're not touching the same color or the same shape, and you yeah. get points for how high it is think like a tetris board where the higher up you are the more points you'd get for your piece and it's really cool to see how they bounce around and and it's a little bit of dexterity but it's mostly kind of geometry really and it's 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 actually one of my top five most played because it's a quick game to play it's pretty short i mean exactly a game could you can play in like less than 10 minutes so yeah it's, it's a really good one all right what do you got at number four number four uh, just one, which I don't think would shock anybody. No. Yeah. G- game of the year. Um, the reason I picked it, I mean, maybe it should be higher, but the reason I really like it is because it's basically one of the first games I've been able to widely introduce to my family and people who have never gamed before. Um, even my dad, who quite literally hates everything I try to introduce to him. (laughs) I'm scared to even try. Uh, He grudgingly admitted just one was was kind of fun. He won't play it again, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I don't want to spoil my amazing list, but number just one was five, number five on my list. Okay. For all the same reasons, um, I, you know, the big thing, we played it New Year's Eve with a ton of people and had a blast. People love, everybody loved it. Uh, a lot of people said they were going to go buy it. It's such a simple, easy game to get into. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong. So it's uh, my number five. Yeah, I... I- this is really kind of the perfect game. It, yep. It's a really good pick. Uh, my number three, which I think we'll also overlap on, is Decrypto. Yes. All right. Yeah. I, that is my number one. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's, I would have guessed Decrypto is in your top five and yep. top five most played for you, right? Uh, yes. Yep. It was. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I think we've talked about this on the prior episode. That was funny how that was introduced to us. We, yeah. We had picked it up from the library at the WBCs. Nobody had ever played it. Danique had watched a video and tried to explain it to us, and I tuned out, and I thought, this doesn't make any sense. It's one of the hardest games to explain. And one of the easiest to just be like, we got to play it. You'll see once you play it. Um, and, And... I don't even know if we have to go into it for those who haven't played it, but it's... No, it's so hard to describe, but it's a word-guessing game. Uh, very unique. Um, and we yeah, we only started playing it in the middle of the summer, WBCs, and it's my number three most played game. Um, we you know we bring it when we go places. We've played it out at uh, bars. When we go out in the evenings for like happy hour, we bring it. Um, everybody loves it. It's a, it's a great game. Can't go wrong. Uh, and it's one we'll I know we'll continue to play uh, for years to come, just like yeah. just one. Yeah, it's an easy go-to. It was my number twelve most played game with fifteen 
played. Okay, so I, I think I good. had like around 15 as well. Nice. And that um, is my number one, your number three. Three, yep. All right. You ready for number two? This yes. Is, this is my most um, shameful moment. Oh, boy. My number two is Terraforming Mars. Wow. <sighs> Crazy. The long history behind this game, what was it, three or four years ago where uh, Patrick at, at the WBCs attempted to teach this to us. Right. And we both were less than impressed. And I think yeah. it was a mixture of how he taught it and then the fact that he had to go an hour in and we're just like, uh, uh, okay, we didn't get to see how the game progressed, which is the whole point of it. You have to play through it to see how the, all the cards play together. Right. Yep. And then at this year's, uh, 2019 max con, right. How he played it and he became obsessed and that's all he talked about. And he always wanted to play it. He kept on pressuring everybody to play it. Yeah. And I said, no, it's stupid. I'm not going to play through our game. And finally I buckled down and started playing it with Howie and we're, basically playing it on average now once a week uh, wow. since I started playing it in December, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you got your own copy now. I got my own copy. My <laughs> mom who doesn't really like board games, doesn't know much about them. Um, read in a magazine for, for Hanukkah. She said she looked at a list in a magazine that recommended board games. And one of them was terraforming Mars. The other was secret Hitler, which I don't know what that says about what she <laughs> thinks of me. Um, but yeah, so she got it for me and um, I taught it to Lorelai who liked it. And I taught it to Heather and Andrew, um, Andrew who was on our uh, couple episodes ago Yeah, and they loved it. And this might be like a weekly thing. Wow. It's, I'm That's blown crazy. away. I'm and I'm ashamed of of how I am. I'm not ashamed that I made fun of Howie. Right. I'm ashamed that I now like a game that Howie likes. <laughs> Well, that's that's shocking. Okay, number two, Terraforming Wars. And what's your number one? I'm oh, curious. You, you don't have a guess. I don't think you would. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. I, you've played it with me uh, to a couple times. I don't. Uh, I, I really believe. don't. I don't know. It is Circle the Wagons. Oh yes, yes, I have uh, played it. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's a combination of. I'm blown away by 18... This is an 18-card wallet game. Right. Um, how simple the concept is, but mm -hmm. how different it is to play every time. Yeah. And I just... I love it. It's the... It was my number four played game, and I think I got it in September or something. Wow. Like that. I played it 30 times. Yeah. Now, granted, it's a 10-minute game. But yeah. I love it. play it with, with my son a lot, and... I think I beat Howie like 10 times in a row before he finally beat me. So it was an amazing, amazing and it's, experience. And it's right. It comes in like a little tiny plastic wallet and that packs unplugged. You went to the booth because you wore out the wallet. Yes. You had to get yeah. a new one. <laughs> I played it so much that I wore out the wallet. <laughs> or or my pants pocket's really dirty and it, it, <laughs> it rubbed against it too much. So yeah, my number one, Circle the Wagons, that was by far, when, I, when we talked about making this list, that was easily number one. Wow. Not okay. even close for me. All right. Well, I will go over my top five games that are new to me this year. Number five, we already discussed, is Just One. I figured we'd overlap on that. Mm -hmm. um, we started playing that early in the year. It's a great one. Number four, um, you're going to love this. Uh-oh. 
Cat Lady. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Cat Lady, I, I I almost bought just on a whim uh, because we always make fun of Lacey, who refuses to be on the podcast, but mm-hmm. is a big fan. Um, <laughs> because we always make fun of her being a crazy cat lady, even though she doesn't own any cats. Um, what? <laughs> well, supposedly, Are you sure? Well, supposedly she doesn't own any cats, but I don't quite believe that. So I bought this game, and it had, had good reviews, and I kind of just bought it on a whim. It was on sale. It's pretty cheap. And it's a really good game. Uh, it it's, is. It's fun. Easy to set up, easy to teach, kind of on in there with like a point salad if you play that or something. Just lay exactly. out the cards and, and play. And uh, but the you know the art and the theme really goes with it. Like you got to collect the cats. They have goofy names like Sir Cuddleface and <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and then, like, you can collect the spray bottles to to move the cat out of the way and all this kind it's of great. stuff. It, it's it, just fun. And the I was so is... dubious. I was so dubious. And when we played, I was like, okay, this is yeah, good. It's pretty good. So uh, it's a fun, light card game I think anybody could get into. It's Cat Lady, my number four. Great, great choice. Uh, so number three is actually a 2019 game uh, that I came out in 2019. I got it uh, on Kickstarter, and it is Awkward Guests, um, which, Dayron, I don't think you've played it with us yet. We have not played it. Okay. It's a it's a good game. It's kind of like uh, if you played Clue, which most people have. It's kind of like Clue, except without the board and with, like, uh, more deduction involved. Um, you're getting cards that you kind of pass around, and you're trying to figure out... Um, who committed the murder in the mansion and with what weapon, that kind of stuff. And you get cards that give you clues and you mark on your little sheet, you know, what you think. But the cool part of the game is in order to get clues, you kind of trade clues with other people. You say, you know, I'll give you this one clue if you give me something of equal value. And so at first you got to trade kind of freely, but then later you got to be smart about who you trade with and what you trade. You don't want to give them good information that's going to help them. Uh, it's a really fun game. Um, I'm sure you'll get to play it this year. Um, I don't know if it's even really available in retail yet. It only I only got it a few months ago. What, uh, what number players does it? Play it best plays up to. I think it plays up to seven or eight. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I, I haven't tested it with that number. Um, I've mostly played it with four and five. I think I've played it with up to five, uh, and it, it's great. So correct me if I'm wrong. Annette hates this game. No, she really likes. Oh, it. yeah. I she thought likes- there was a disconnect between the name of the game and what. Oh, it's she doesn't about. like the name. Yeah, and the name. Okay, awkward guess. And the name is weird because uh, the art all the people look kind of goofy so okay. you know well, they're murderers right? yeah exactly. one of them is so i agree with that the name's a little weird uh but the game is awesome that's so. usually enough to make her hate a game it you usually is but the gameplay on this one is pretty compelling so uh she does like it okay i like that um, choice number two for me is the quacks of quedlingberg mm-hmm. okay. um even though that's not one i think that was a 2018 game we first played it danique uh had it and introduced it to us in 2019 and i've played it several times i really like it uh it's a kind of a bag building game um, push your luck kind of game. You're buying new chips to put in your bag, and then you're deciding how many you want to pull out before you bust. Um, 
really fun, simple, kind of lightweight game that you can introduce to anybody. Very unique. Um, I like that one a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that probably would make somewhere in my <coughs> excuse me top fifteen or twenty new games. Like I don't, I don't, I don't love it. I think it's a good game, but I think. The part of the bottom is it's so expensive. Well, um, yeah, and I always talked about that. I know that's not really what should drive a top five list, but to me, it's like I never buy it because of I'm that. still haven't bought it because I'm waiting for for it to get cheaper, and it has been getting cheaper. I mean, we're talking you see it for like sixty bucks. It's I don't think it's worth sixty bucks. No, if it goes under forty, you know, thirty five, I think that's reasonable. But I think it's because it's so popular, yeah. because it's very approachable to even brand new gamers. I think it's one probably eventually we will use on the podcast to introduce somebody to. It's a uh, lightweight, but but also fun and yeah. the strategy. So it's a great one. Quacks of Quedling Bird, my number two. And finally, number one we already talked about was uh, Decrypto. Uh, again, a great game. We've played it over and over, and we'll continue to play that one. Um, I do have a few honorable mentions. I don't know if you do as well. but No, why don't you go with yours? Go okay, ahead. so some that just missed the list were uh, Campy Creatures, which we talked mm-hmm. about on the podcast. It's a good one. Yep. Um, Welcome to, which okay. is the, uh, the kind of the flip and write game uh, that plays any number of people. Uh, we've played that quite a few times. Everybody enjoys that one. Uh, and a two-player only game, Spirits of the Wild. Which is a cheap two-player only game uh, that uh, I've played quite a bit uh, this year. Um, I think you can get it for under fifteen dollars at like Target. Um, really, really good fun game. Uh, and that was Danique introduced us to that, right? Yep. At WBCs. Again at WBCs. Yep. Yeah, she had it just set up at the condo. And yep. It's a quick. I, easy I never learn. played it actually. I just watched a couple times. But I, I play it with it. Uh, my eight-year-old. He loves it. It's, nice. It's a great simple game. So. Those are my honorable mentions. What do you have? All right. So we crossed over on one honorable mention, that being Campy Creatures. Yes. Uh, I, I didn't want to put it in my top five, even if it had made it, because we talked about it on the podcast yes. before. Yep. But I, 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 that's a that's a cool game. Yep. Um, another honorable mention was Architects of the West Kingdom. Oh, uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. we first played this at MaxCon, and it's a successor or in the same family as Raiders of the North Sea. And I just like it more because of the interaction aspect where you're locking people up locking other people's workers up and having to free your own workers um fun game definitely yes, fun yep. game and my final one with this was close this i was debating whether this should be five over drop it um is point salad yeah i thought about that one too yeah it's just such it is probably now my go-to game for new people yeah um be, you know that are that we're not playing just one or something like yes, that when we're yep. playing a, it's a real a game. more game more, more of a game uh i think that points out is just such a simple concept um teaches drafting and and, yep. and set collection and it's so good so good. yeah no it's a great one it's up there on my most played games too all right, so those are our best games of 2019. Let's talk about our worst—not necessarily our worst games, but you know, maybe the most disappointing games, um, ones that we thought we'd like more, or uh, that just didn't work for us. Not necessarily that 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 they're awful games; that they just didn't work for us. Um, and this 
time, the list is going to be a little different because you tend to hate everything and I tend to like everything. That is a little <laughs> untrue. Uh, you're I, more critical. <laughs> I am more critical and you're critical of nothing. Right. <laughs> yes. We'll play some bad game together and I'll be like, this is objectively bad there was problems with it um you'll be like well yeah i saw that but i'm good uh, i want to play it 18 more times like, right. no no that makes no sense it's an objectively bad game so i i think you name what you have for your worst and um i may have one or two but i think you're probably going to cover any, everything that i thought about so i don't you? think so i actually All i don't right. think you, i don't think you are because i went a little bit uh, different this time. So my number three most disappointing n- new to me game yep. um, was Forbidden Sky. Have you played the Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert? No, series? I know what they are, but I've not. I've actually not played any of them. I don't think. So Forbidden Island is 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 kind of a more basic version of Pandemic. It's cooperative. Right. Um, the whole series is cooperative. Uh, I, th- I think I found Forbidden Island for $5 at Toys R Us before Toys R Us went bankrupt. Right. And it's one of the first games I played with my son. I kind of got him into into gaming. And then Forbidden Desert was a step up in complexity. Uh, still a great game. And then Forbidden Sky was the third one in the series. And now, granted, I will caveat it with I only played it once, but that was... I think it was I had such high expectations because of the series was so good. Right. And there was just something that they did in this game. They they made it so you're, instead of just moving tiles around, you actually have, like, pieces, uh, metal pieces. You're trying to assemble a circuit uh, to, to launch a rocket. Like, literally, the, lo- the rocket doesn't actually launch, but it lights up. You, you Once you complete the circuit of, yeah. of, of equipment and you have to do this while not being blown out of the, the sky, the the space platform that you're on. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but I, I really need to play it again, but it was very disappointing that huh. how far removed and how dis- disappointed I was by that third one in the series. Okay. Forbidden Sky. I've not played it, so I, I can't comment. Uh, what else? What else you got? Number two, you might see this one coming. Um, WBC's Charlene um, was so excited to teach us Zuloretto. I think it was Howie and I that played. Yeah, I did not play that. I don't think I was there for that. Maybe caught me in a just tired or in a bad mood, but man, was that game terrible! Like it was. <laughs> okay. It was you. You like Imhotep. Like yeah. I do. It kind of yeah. had that feeling. You were loading animals onto a wagon and taking them to a zoo, but it was or the butcher, maybe the or, butcher. Uh, no, I think you were taking them to a zoo. If it was oh, a butcher, <laughs> <laughs> it would be called butcher Retto. <laughs> but it it was completely it seemed completely random. You would just flip over random things and. Be like, oh, you got the three elephants you really needed, so you're obviously going to take that one. I don't even remember how exactly it was played, but I felt it was so dumb and so stupid. <laughs> and it sucked because Charlene was so excited to teach it. It's one of her favorite games. And so. that's a popular game. It so is. I, I've never played it, but uh, it's popular. So. And they have a whole series, right, of yeah. games like yeah. Coloretto and yeah. what? Whatever. But that left just a terrible taste in my mouth. <laughs> All right. Very good. What else? All right. Number one, and this one you're never going to guess, but um, it's Detective Modern Crime Board Game. Okay. Again, it, I haven't played that. But you've heard of this one. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. 
So it's it came out. I think it came out this year or last year. Yeah. Um, so I played this. You know how you go to Jay's basement. Well, yeah. I started going to Jared's basement. Okay. No relation, but <laughs> right. it's a group up near where I live, uh, and they were, you know, they went over there a couple times, and the one time they wanted to start playing detective, and I heard decent things about it. It was a crime-solving game. You all work together. Yeah. Um, sort of in the vein of Chronicles of Crime or or any kind of cooperative exit game. You're trying to kind of solve puzzles and stuff like that. Okay. The It started off the first... We played five games of it to complete the the narrative. The first game was great. Um, it took three hours. So it was a three-hour game. Wow. And then as the time wore on, like the it it focused so much on limiting your time. So you okay, basically yeah. instead of like Sherlock Holmes, for instance, yeah. you, you've you've played that consulting yep. detective where you can just you can kind of treat it as a free world, like go around, ask questions, try to solve the mystery. Yeah. You kind of, if you wanted to try to beat Sherlock, you could, you could try yeah, to get a better you don't score. Really care. You don't really care here. They basically force you into limiting your actions. So you, you might say, okay, there's a murder. You, you recovered the weapon. So now you have a choice to either go take the weapon to the lab or interview the witness. Right. And if you did one, you basically couldn't do the other because uh, you're going to run out of time. Yeah. And I said, well, this doesn't make any sense. Why couldn't you send one person to do... There's yeah. four of us playing the game. And we all had to decide as a group where to go. Which and one it, to do? Yeah. It didn't make any sense thematically. And you would just you would take the gun to the lab and it would waste five hours of your 10-hour day. Uh, and then you... It didn't... So it started to drag on. It became a game of could we guess which was the red herring? Should we follow this lead or shouldn't we? Without really anything to go on. Yeah. Huh. So oh, it was it was bad. really good start, and then we started. And then, so then it became an obligation to finish the whole story. So right. we had to play five times, and yeah. I think I I liked it the least. I think everybody else liked it pretty yeah. decently but i don't like games that restrict like when we play the exit games i don't even bother with a timer to try to get a score I yeah just, i don't want to be rushed to guess something just because of time so uh, i don't like that so I, I see what you're saying um so anything else no i'll let you go okay um, because right. if you don't mention at least one in particular i will bring it up then i'll give you my honorable mentions okay so i actually don't like i said i like most things i didn't have many bad experiences uh one i will mention is at pax unplugged we pay, played ticket to ride new york yes i had that's the one? list for okay. you yep okay that's that's the one and uh because I like Ticket to Ride, and I'm like, oh, perfect. A short, quick Ticket to Ride game uh, when you're just, the map is just a small map of Manhattan, and you can play quicker. Uh, and I really like Ticket to Ride. And that game just, I, I was planning on buying it, and I'm like, oh, well, it's here. Let's play it. And um, it just was not that fun. It just felt like it was too cramped. There wasn't as many options. It kind of ended quickly without you ever really having much strategy i felt so i definitely did not like it at all uh, i don't even think it's not good as a kid's version of the game and it's right. not good as an introduction to no. the game it it was bizarre. go right to the normal game yeah 
it was bizarre, and it did really well, right? I thought yeah, it was a popular I, I, game. I think that because the Ticket to Ride series are popular, and everybody wants, oh, here's a version of Ticket to Ride that plays quicker, but it it's not. It's just, it's just not as many important decisions to make because there's only so many routes, and they're all similar. So, yeah, big disappointment. I'm glad I played it before I bought it. Yeah, oh, well, I'm glad you mentioned that because okay. that was the one I had for you for sure. Okay. The other, I got two other uh quick ones mystic veil uh oh. Denique taught it to us i don't know if you've ever played it Mm-mm. it's kind of like a deck builder but you also construct the cards by putting them in sleeves and you so you can change what the card does um it's a decent it's okay game it's okay um the the idea of hey build your own cards out of these other cards um that's cool it's unique but as a deck builder, it was, eh, I would just rather play Dominion. It wasn't a bad game. It just, yeah, it was fine. I would probably play it again, but I'm not, like, I wouldn't buy it, and I would rather play Dominion or something else. Okay. Um, that's, that's a good choice. See, I'm proud yep. of you. That's All right, a well. good choice. You almost, you almost said something bad about it, but you still said you were going to play it again. Of yeah, no, I don't <laughs> think it was bad. And a lot of people like it, and I don't think it was bad. I just was like, eh, it's not really great. It's um, one of those things like, why, you know, what's the point if you have yes. Dominion? Yes, yeah, something I like better. Like, so here's one. The other one is one you did play with me. Oh. And again, uh, Danique introduced it to us, and it's a highly popular game. Oh, can I, wait, can I guess? Yeah. I like it. Uh, I think so. Um, was it Lords of Waterdeep? No, no. It's a new game too. Newer, oh. maybe 2018. Dice Forge? No, I I bought that one. Oh, um, of course you did. <laughs> oh. it, it is uh, Tiny Towns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you that you were the worst at that I'm game. <laughs> not, I just I'm not good at it. I played it a few times. Um, I just feel that it's very abstract. Um, it's a popular game. It just I didn't I didn't enjoy. It. I don't hate it. I don't think it's a bad game. I just think it's not a game for me. Like, do you not like spatial? I do sometimes, but in in this one, I I didn't, and that's what a lot of it is. And and I think you know I probably there. It's certainly not my favorite genre of game, so I don't dislike that type of game. But it got to be um, just right for, for me to like that type of game. And, um, this one, I, I can appreciate that it's a decent game. A lot of people like it, but it just is not for me. Um, so it comes, you know, that game came with a lot of hype Yeah. and a lot of people playing it. And I played it and I just was kind of not disappointed in the game. It just, uh, you know, I didn't enjoy it. See, I'm, see, I'm very proud of you because I think now you see it. It's okay to say you don't like a game. You're not saying right. the game is bad. It's no, I don't not, think it's bad. Yeah. Just not for you. Like it's some not, of my that's games. Definitely not for me. On yeah. my list, not like Zuloretto. That was objectively bad. But <laughs> Tiny Towns, I can see how you wouldn't like it. I just remember the game we played. Looking over at your board, I'm like. Darren, what are you doing? Like you, you were playing like you've never played a board game before in your life. I was like, are, do you even understand what's happening? And you were just so, you're just like, ah, whatever. Well, I <laughs> think that's the part of the problem is like the game just starts, and I wasn't really not paying attention, but really planning, and 
with that game two or three turns in, if you haven't planned properly, you're kind of done already. Yes, you know, it's you very have, punishing. Yes, you have to plan from the beginning, and I certainly didn't do that the first two or three turns, and then I realized, oh, I should have. Well, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, yep. so, that's a good that's a good choice. And as soon as you said, I was like, oh, yeah. yes, yeah. that's right. So that's all. That's that's it, though. <laughs> Would uh, you like to hear my honorable mentions? Yes, because I think yes. one I just picked purposely to annoy you okay um, so two honorable mentions um gizmos okay um, you did not play with that with us uh, i know but i played it okay yeah. it i you know how i feel about engine builders yeah and uh, of course of course the argument could be made that terraforming mars is an engine builder and it is yeah but i so i figured it out finally like engine builders where you build up and can take bigger actions i don't like engine builders that chain have a cascading chain of actions right. i tend not to like that more so gizmos was that yeah pick up a marble it would turn into two marbles and those two marbles would yeah something Get you those two marbles extra meanwhile i have no idea what the other person's doing because i can't see their cards yeah um so wingspan has that a little bit but it's 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 tampered down by the fact that it's a really good it has really clever mechanics around it okay um but that's one thing i dislike about wingspan is that that cascading action where i have no idea what that other person's doing i right. just have to rely on the fact that they did everything correctly right so okay gizmos was very disappointing to me all right i like uh, that i've played it. i liked it but it's not enough to buy it so yes i don't think it's a bad game i think it's just not for me for yeah sure. yep do you have any guess what my one that just to make you I'm going to guess it's the pirate game with the Extraordinary Adventures Pirates. No, because we didn't okay. play that last year. This was, oh, that that's will true. be that on was, my list for 2020. That is for true. Sure. We played that on New Year's Day. That's yes, right. Yes, yes. Uh, we did not make the cut. Oh, then I don't know. I don't uh, know. It is Monster Crunch. Oh. The breakfast battle terrible cereal game. Come on. That game is amazing. <laughs> I don't even remember why I didn't like it anymore, but I was just annoyed and I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> uh, you thought it was too simple. Um, I, I thought there was no real decision making to it. I th- it. It was kind of an obvious thing. Like, I have these cards on it. Well, I obviously have to play this. And then there was something where you got milk and you, you, get, yes. you, you could change your any number of cards pretty much unlimited if you had yes. enough milk and it yeah. made it so it was impossible to really i don't know it, i don't think that's the world's most amazing game but i think it's fun yeah i think I, yeah. I i that's right that one made more you angry you liked it the more right. i hated it and then you just said i didn't you didn't get it you didn't understand it i was like <laughs> i understood it it was just stupid <laughs> all right we gotta play that again <laughs> oh fine i'll try it again <laughs> All right, so those are the games we disliked in uh, 2019, uh, and that is it. Going into 2020, Day Ron, is there anything or games you're looking forward to in particular in 2020? Nothing. Okay, so there's only one thing I put down on my list. Okay, I want to play the game Pitch Car. Have you heard of Pitch Car? Yes, I've heard of it. I've I don't know anybody who has it though, and I didn't want to invest in getting the track. Exactly. So yeah, yeah it's 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 yeah. these large racetrack games. You're like flicking a disc yeah. along it, and the base game is something like eighty dollars. Yes. And then you have to buy expansions right. to make it make. It's the game you play at conventions. I don't know anybody who has it. Yeah. I want to play it. 
And that, so that's the game on my list. I've uh, wanted to I play would, it for I, years. I would too, actually. We'll have to convince Danique to buy it. Oh, so. that's a great idea. We'll, we have to see if somebody at WBCs has it. Yes. All right. No, no. I'd, I'd like it. to play that too. Okay. Excellent. Uh, uh, do you have me, any games on your list? I don't really have any games, but I do have a gaming uh, resolution for 2020. I would like to buy less games. Well, that maybe. <laughs> that's a nuts resolution. <laughs> um, I, I would like to play uh, more of my unplayed games. Um, and so I kind of did a rough uh, inventory. I have around 20 to 25 unplayed games. Okay. And, and never, you know, I generally try not to buy any new games if I have more than like 5 to 10 unplayed. But what happened... This year, 2000, or 2019, is I got a lot of Kickstarters that all showed up around the same time. I got a few games as gifts, and all of a sudden, I went from having like 10 unplayed games to like 20, and we were playing a lot of the same games. So I just didn't get around to playing a lot of the newer games that I've got. Um, so that's my resolution, is to try to uh, get that number back down to a reasonable number. I don't like just collecting games I don't play. Uh, yeah. So you always have maintained, despite yeah. your large. Game yeah, we've collection. always we always play. I don't just buy games and put them on the shelf. Right. But this 2019, I did that happened a few times. A lot, a lot due to a ton of Kickstarter. Not a ton, but you know, five or six Kickstarters all arriving at the same time. All games that take uh, a little bit to learn and then two to three hours to play. So you know, they're, they're more. A lot of them are more involved games. So yeah, it's not point salad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that would be different. So a lot of things I kickstart are usually the bigger games. And uh, so I did already get two games played uh, okay. in 2020. And nice. we're as of recording this, it is a uh, third week in January. I've already played two, but I've also already purchased two games. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. So, um, so. <laughs> I can't. I don't even. So is there any chance we're going to convince you to cull part of your collection? This um, potentially. But again, I mean, I don't. If there's a game I really hate, like, or the games I play and I don't like, I don't buy it. Um, sure. You know, like, well, for like at a certain point, you're, you're obviously you're, you're probably past the, the reaching the point where you're going to play every game you own in the last year or two, I would say. Yeah. I'm not going to play, you know, certainly I have enough games where I can't play them all. in in even in two years, really, because we'll tend to play, you know, like I said, we'll play longer games and then we'll play it over and over. But, you know, games we haven't played in a while, like Celestia, right? I mean, that's a game that I've owned back. for several years. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we're like, wow, let's get this game to the table again. And then hooked on it again. And then it'll probably go back on the shelf for two years. And then, you know, that happens a lot with, with my collection. So so I made a list. My collection is much smaller, just my collection. All right. And <laughs> so I made a list because Lorelai's starting to get annoyed by the board game shelf. Uh-oh. I made a list of games I potentially would sell, games to okay. consider selling. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 12, 13, 14. So I think at 16, I would consider selling. And I may bring them and put them at the auction table at WBCs, like okay. that selling thing. So if I can convince you to throw in a few games there. Well, it- a lot of the games that I would get rid of are pretty older, and they've maybe had second... Uh, 
additions or something. So a lot of the game, I don't even think I'd sell. I'd probably give away like the ones that I really don't play that I know I won't because they've been replaced by something. I don't know if they're even worth selling. So I'll look at it, but I, there's a handful for sure. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, I'm trying to not buy as many games. So yes. you're yes. failing miserably so far. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't so play the same amount of unplayed games that you buy. You have to play <laughs> more than you buy. That's That has to be mathematically, there's no way this will work out if you buy more games than you play. And, and most of my unplayed games haven't been in my collection for more than a year, maybe a few or two years, you know. Um, and several of them are ones that I've played before. I just haven't played my copy. Played you know. I wouldn't yeah. count that. Then. No, I agree. And that's why I'm saying it's between 20 and 25 game. You know, it's hard to quantify that. Um, like we played uh, Citadel several times at WBCs. I bought it and I haven't played my copy since, but it, I yeah. will, you know, mm -hmm. I definitely will. So. That's a good one. So that's really it for uh, 2020 uh, for me. And I'm uh, very looking forward to the next Double Decon, yes. uh, which will be in a few weeks. And we will have a wrap-up of that. Last year's was very successful. Everybody is excited about the new Double Decon. I think that's my favorite gaming event of well, the year. Lacey's a little bit apprehensive. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> rightly so. Well, she was uh, the champion last year, so she's nervous about defending her title. Yes, yeah, so uh, I'm excited to debut a Facts and Five game that I yeah. made based on you know the success of the one that the guy does at WBC. So yep. I'm now complete. It is complete and ready to go. Um, it's only two rounds because it takes forever to do. <laughs> so, And I think uh, the fact that the Double Decon 2019 was a big hit, the fact that we're having another one in 2020, and we've actually uh, got a second uh, shore house because we have so many people, uh, that's that's really cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it uh, should be a great time. And we will recap it um, after. April. Yeah, coming up in a few weeks. It's It happens in February. So uh, with that, that's our recap of 2019. Um, we will intend to do this uh, every year. Um, so uh, with that, I hope everybody has a good gaming year in 2020. And uh, thanks for listening. Sayonara to you and sayonara to 2019. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For more information about the podcast, check out www.boardgamesareforlosers.com. If you have questions that you want answered on the show, or if you just want to tell us that you still think we're losers, you can email us at boardgamelosers at gmail.com. You can chat with other losers in our forums over at BoardGameGeek.com by visiting guild number 3300. And don't forget to check out our amazing board game photography on Instagram by following at BoardGameLosers.